in a world where options are limitless, but time is not. Two heroes take a stand against injustice and overwhelming viewing choices. Starring Jane Ellen. I don't see how the human race survived the medieval period. And Adam Cravens. A lot of them didn't. This is Binge or Cringe. A podcast that lets you know what's worth watching and what's not. From the Hinson Oakley Podcast Center and Rock 93.7. Hello and welcome to Binge or Cringe. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens. So... I watched something which I had read reviews about, and I thought, wow, these people are super – is that me? People are super-duper excited about this. It's, it's my indigestion. Oh. They're real excited about this. It's like, huh. I don't know if you are aware, but much like Lifetime and Hallmark, Netflix produces a certain kind of movie aimed at teenage girls. Perhaps you didn't know this. No, but it's probably because I am neither teenage nor a girl. But you have a girl who will be a teenager one day. Right. Yeah. So they have these movies, some of them better than others. And people were getting all excited about this movie called Tall Girl. And so I watched it. Ready to just go, eh, whatever. I'm telling you, well, that's a strange throat noise. I'm telling you, you could watch Tall Girl and be entertained by it. Tall Girl is pretty in pink, but not in the theater, and this time she chooses Ducky, you know? Some some of my favorite instances of us reviewing things are the ones where we come in with our filleting knife, like sharpened. <laughs> and we're just like, oh, oh, you're going to get it. I'm a, oh, oh, you, you, oh, you're going to. Yeah. And then like, we're like, it, it was it was actually, it was good. It was good. Tall girl. First of all, the parents of tall girl are Steve Zahn and the chick that plays Angela on the office, whose name is Angela something else. So those are the parents. And tall girl is, uh, her name is Jody. Apparently, the reason why my own girls don't want to watch it, I don't want to watch that movie with that dance mom's reject. And it's like, what? It's a- okay, apparently on the TV show Dance Moms or whatever, this girl didn't last long because she's really tall. Wow, we are we are so far out of my depth right now. It's, I mean, I understand the words that you're saying. It's really English, and like you're conjugating your verbs and everything, and there's nouns. But like, I just I do not know what you're saying. Well, here's the story of Tall Girl. There's a girl, and she's really tall. Like, legitimately, the actress. It, it, they didn't Gandalf her. She is really tall. She's like six one. And <laughs> I, I love, I love speaking of verb conjugation, Gandalf, <laughs> I did not Gandalf this girl. So I am going to say spoilers because, because I seriously doubt that the demo for this movie is, unfortunately, I doubt it, is listening to us. Prom- no, I'm going to so, go ahead and say probably not. So I don't think I'm going to really ruin it for you, but I can say if you need a movie to watch with teen girls or boys even, 
I'm going to say that this is worth watching. Now, this is not not in agreement with Rotten Tomatoes, who give it 29%. Now, 29%, I'm basing it on all the other geared at teenage girl movies on Netflix. That's I'm not putting this up against Two Towers or Casablanca. And again, you're way out of my wheelhouse. (laughs) All the other movies on Netflix aimed at teenage girls. Yeah, probably none, none that you have ever seen. So the story is this girl doesn't go out much because she's incredibly tall. She has a sassy black girlfriend. You know that role? And the girl who plays it, plays it beautifully, and I love her. But so you have that classic stereotype happening there. Then you have the classic from Pretty in Pink, the kind of goofy guy that we all know is the really good guy that she ignores. And then you have the drop-dead gorgeous guy who happens to be from Sweden and happens to be really tall. And apparently Swedish guy, and I need to see if he is Swedish or the accent was just amusing to me. I don't know if Swedish guy, uh, he is the, the loser of his high school in Sweden. But in this high school, he's the prom king because he's so tall and attractive and all this. Wait, just being tall? Is that It's a big thing because it's called Tall Girl. So anyway, you have her sassy girlfriend giving her all the the girlfriend type of love that you would expect. Like, just, you know, you be you and just who cares what they think. So she's constantly giving her support. And you have flashbacks about how the the, the prom queen type is uh, very, very typically... Unpleasant girl. Of okay, course, she's. I think that's the kindest possible pretty. way to put it. Yes. Yes. Of course, she's pretty, and she feels that she's better than everybody else, and yada yada. So you've got that girl. So as you can see, it is riddled with stereotypes. Tall girl has an older sister who is a pageant type girl. That story is just kind of ancillary, but it's fine. And uh, you've really got a lot of comedy coming from the parents. Unexpected comedy from the parents. When you cast the two of them, Mm -hmm. like it, it was gonna like I'm gonna go ahead and assume if you if you get Steve Zahn, you're probably not casting him for like his dramatic bona fides. Like, and for him, he's just constantly if if she says you know I don't really feel good, it's like uh, what's your heart rate? What's this? What's that? He always thinks that her heart's gonna explode or she'll never stop growing, and so he. Is constantly worried about the health of his perfectly healthy child. He probably probably saw one too many like documentaries yes. about Andre the Giant, and he's like, "Oh no, exactly, oh, oh no." And then, of course, you have the mother who's very supportive of her, as is it, the the family relationship. It's nothing snide. She comes from a, a lovely family who supports her, but when she says she's ready to get all dressed up, because you know there's a montage. Her sister and her mom are like, I've waited for this day. And then you wait for the montage. So the story is the goofy best friend who's totes cute. He carries, he doesn't carry a backpack. He carries a a crate with his books in it. And that's just his thing. He's the crate carrying guy. And he's very funny. 
I don't know if he came from the, the Disney studio. He could have. You know, he's attractive. He is short, but then again, most people look short like, next to like her. Like they manufacture yes. them. And they're just like, oh, yeah, this is the, uh, this is the 2013 model right Brunette here. guy. Sassy brunette guy. That. We've uh, we've changed the front end on this one, right? But he's here. not gay. There's usually the sassy gay guy friend. But they they decided to cut the again. No. I I don't watch enough teenage girl centric movies to really know what the cliches are. Well, there are certain cliches, but someone is always sassy, mm-hmm. always. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And it's rarely the lead. The lead is not sassy. She is in some way torn. So for her, she feels that she is a minority because she is tall. And she is taller than everybody else. And every day, how is the air up there? Blah, blah, blah. And so it's just a constant bleh. So Swedish guy comes in. She finds him attractive because he totally is. But of course, horrible snooty girl becomes the girlfriend. And so on and so on and so on. Cut to the chase. She decides that she's just going to be her and blah, 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 blah. And then you get to truly the most lovely part. And that if you hadn't guessed it, you're thinking much like, much like in Sixth Sense. Of course he was dead. Much like in Tall Girl. Well, of course that's why he's carrying around the crate. Because short guy best friend has loved her since kindergarten. And he carried around that crate. And she she said, just tell me, why do you carry around that crate? And he said, because one day I knew I could use it. So he could stand on it to kiss her. Okay. And it was like. That is kind of. It was unexpected. It's it's touching enough. Yes. Yes. For the for the demographic that it's made for and even for the parents who would watch it. It's pleasant, and some it's, of it is funny. It's not obscene, funny. yeah. Yeah, and some of it is funny, and it is pleasant. And to me, much like Rambo Last Blood was Home Alone, this was Pretty in Pink, where I was always so annoyed she chose the wrong guy. The Andrew McCarthy guy was a, was a total tool. Why choose him when Ducky was the better guy? She chooses the better guy. Because the the better guy doesn't always win. I know. So it was just nice. Now, there was one part that was completely unrealistic where it's homecoming night and after the king and queen are announced and her sister's there, yada, yada, yada. She walks up through the crowd, makes this amazing entrance, and then speaks to everybody about how she's just going to embrace being tall. No, that will never, ever happen. No. Ever. No. But... The the message is good. The message is, you know, deal with the cards you're dealt and embrace who you are. And making yourself shorter through surgery is far too expensive and risky. So it's a good lesson. Yes. It's a good lesson. That is a good lesson. And so it it has something good. It's not um sleazy. You don't have to worry. I mean, your nine year old, if she wanted to, could watch it. And there's no reason why she couldn't. And there watch wouldn't it. be any point that I was like, okay, we have to, we have yeah. to fast forward. This okay, part. no, this is where she plays the piano. No, 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 no. Um, so there's, you could tell the people who made it were having fun because there would be a constant dialogue with Tall Girl and her friends. It's like, well, what else could happen? And then you see they're in art class and they start playing 
the song you know and love from Ghost, and they're making ceramics, and they're like, really? Are, so, the, are the kids really going to no, understand not. that? They're not. But still. How many of them have watched 1990s Ghost? Uh, apparently Tall Girl knew it. So there are a few things in there oh, the that you would that pick wrote, up on it. Tall girl knew it for sure. Uh, in the end, she does remain tall and wears high heels because she can. Because her best friend guy, who carries the crate, went to a place where cross-dressing men bought their high heels and special ordered them. That's touching. Yes. Well, she's mm-hmm. really tall and she had big feet, so gotcha. yeah. it is. It is hard to find heels if you're over a size nine. So she just went to a Chalmers big and tall, I guess. Basically. Yeah. Anyway, so it is fun as long as you know what it is that you're watching. I think that's a that's a fair that's a fair So I can certainly say don't stick a fork in your eye when your kid says, Can we watch Tall Girl? Because it's not that bad. It's actually pleasant. So And as two people that have like several kids, sometimes it can be awful. Like uh, what was it? A uh, not um, the emoji movie. Like that. That that took something out of me when mm-hmm. when we had to watch that. Um, I didn't. I didn't like it. You're listening to Binge or Cringe, brought to you by Hinson Oakley Family Dentistry. Jane Ellen and Adam Cravens talking about what's worth watching on streaming TV. So I know I watched something else for you. Sure. Right. I'm just trying to remember what it is. And it was. Just trying to remember what it was. I am waiting because I know it's an any day now kind of thing. Well, everything is any day now if you think about it. You know, we could, you know, text them to each other. We could. We could. Write them on pieces of paper. I think this is fascinating. Have like. The fact that we do this. Ink dipped quills and write it on parchment. (sighs) We, we could to. do a homing pigeon. I can. Why isn't Amazon Video right next to Amazon on my phone? I don't know. Because it starts with P for Prime Video, and I find that oh, do, annoying. Do you not get to do it, or does it alphabetize them? Uh, alphabetize can you, them? Can't you just move that around? I guess. Like, just hard press mm-hmm. it? and. Mm-hmm. I guess. Okay, so... What I am waiting for and what you are waiting for is Jack the, Ryan. Oh, okay. Jack Ryan. I was waiting two. for you to tell me what I was waiting for. I'm sorry. Yes, Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan. So it, I know they gave the release date and then I promptly forgot it, but it's coming up. And so that was important. And for your rental pleasure, you have Aquaman and Shazam which I need to watch over and over and over again. In in both of those cases, like DC finally put a key ingredient that we're missing from a lot of their earlier movies. Fun. Yes. Yes. And I will share a movie with you that is on Prime, other than Spaceballs. And that is a movie, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but it's called Three Days of the Condor. Oh, I thought you were saying, was I aware of Spaceballs? And <laughs> you and I were about to go duel out no, of the front I'm, lawn. I, you, you breathe Spaceballs. Okay. There is a movie on that Amazon That sounds Prime. like an insult. <laughs> if I saw a t-shirt that said, you breathe Spaceballs, like... 
that sounds like a low level like dig and, at and me. And yet it's not. It's I I like it. I'm I'm gonna try to put it. <laughs> I, I want to put that in the cultural lexicon. I like that. But you, three, I have seen Three Days of the the one with Robert Redford. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I want to put that out there. That's a movie I have watched many many times, and I. Not only is it a good movie, it is Robert Redford at his most extraordinary. It's not when he is so young that he's so beautiful that it hurts your eyes. And it's not that he is to the point where he's still attractive now, but you just wished he'd use sunscreen. Or so he doesn't look like a leather bag. Yeah. He is just at that point of perfect perfection really if for those of you who don't know who robert redford is what's and, wrong with you and my goodness um think of him as like the previous generation's brad pitt yes. like re- really kind of a distractingly handsome man yes. who also has an immense talent and likes to pick challenging products or, or uh or not products, um, Probably projects. products, oh. too. I'd say, yeah, yeah, yeah. He is responsible for the Sundance Film Festival because he played Sundance in one of my favorite movies, Butch, Butch Cassidy. Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. If you have not seen his movies that he teams with Paul Newman, it, uh, again, to, to bring Pitt back into it, like their friendship seemed to be much, much very, very similar to George Clooney mm-hmm. and Brad. Two, again, distractingly handsome and talented men that just happen to do movies and like to hang out with each other and just seem to be magnets for talent around them. Mm -hmm. Now, Three Days of the Condor is free if you get um, Amazon Prime Video. And this is the story. It came out in the 70s, by the way. So you have... Not just him, but distractingly beautiful Faye Dunaway in the seventies. This is this is pre like Supergirl crazy um, Faye Dunaway. Yes, this is just look at her cheekbones. She is extraordinary. So again, the two of them together, much like Mister and Missus Smith, when you saw Angelina next to Brad Pitt, it's like I can't even watch the movie because they're both so attractive. It's distracting. So Three Days of the Condor after saying all that, is a really good movie. And so what it is, is Robert Redford's character, he works for the CIA. Nobody knows he works for the CIA except his co-workers, but it's not a publicly said thing. And what they do is they read, and there are people who yeah, read. Yeah, this, this is not like Jason Bourne. No. Like, when, when you say he works for the CIA, he's like an... Much much like Jack Ryan, he's he's a bit more of an analyst. Yes, he than, reads, yeah. And just so you know, there are this is this is kind of based on a real thing. There are CIA people, not agents, but their job is here's the disturbing part. Their job is to watch TV, looking for things. Their job is to watch TV and the internet to see if some whack job has started beheading people and then they have to see it. Their job is to look for things that are bad. So he, not having the internet in the 70s, he reads. And that's what he and all his coworkers do. They read. So I think he just goes out to get lunch for him. He comes back. They're all dead. And it's like... What? Wait, everybody wasn't dead when I left. I know. And so it becomes a suspense film because 
I work for the CIA. All of a sudden, all my coworkers are dead. How, how did anyone even, why, how, and now I don't trust anybody because why would what, I? What inside? Yes. Like, what if, yeah. So it becomes one of those things where he's trying to figure out what happened, but he realizes there's something going on on the inside that he doesn't feel safe, like just calling up his boss going, hey, guess what happened? You can come pick me up now, because when they want to come pick him up, he's just not down with that. So it is a suspense thriller. It is suspenseful, and it's also has beautiful people in it. I mean, honest to goodness, you could do a lot worse than just hitting Robert Redford's IMDb page, mm-hmm. like uh, All the President's Men with Dustin Hoffman, mm-hmm. uh, Brubaker. You know, in that movie, um, both of them had the most glorious hair, you know? There was a lot of full, hair. Just feathered. Full. Just a lot of hair in All the President's Men. And there, I mean, honest to- throwing on, that out there. Again, like any t- uh, The Sting. Um Really, if you're looking at just like vintage prime 70s Redford, you really, I can't think of a movie he made in that period that I was just like, this is dumb. No. You 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 don't need to watch this. No. Three Days the Condor certainly is worth your time, and it may be something that you're just unaware of. So make yourself aware of it. And yes, you can sit down and watch this with anyone who likes Jason Bourne or this and that because it is similar in that he doesn't know what's going on and, and he, he has to almost, figure it out and yeah. he's on the run. He's got to kind of work backwards mm-hmm. through it, but he doesn't like roll up a newspaper and beat five men with it. No, he does not. And he doesn't know a bunch of languages. There's no karate. It, this is a, a mental thriller. And it's exceptionally well done and certainly worth watching. So remember, Amazon Prime doesn't just have the, the new stuff. It's got, it's got Match Game on it. What else can I say? And I have started to rewatch Good Omens for the third time. Can't help it. Good that, Omens is just that good. It's a good omen. I keep. See, Good Omens, the book, is one of my go-to books. I have a few books I like to reread, much like people want to sit down to... Homemade Watch. chicken and dumplings. For me, I want that, yes, but I want to reread certain books. And Good Omens is one I've read many, many, many times, and the TV version of it is exceptional. So Yeah. I mean that's basically <laughs> what every review that I've I've read of it has said. It is beyond Exceptional. I could talk about Good Omens every time we did the show. And actually, I've stopped myself from bringing it up over and over and over again. So that's why Three Days the Condor, watch Good Omens. But really, it's amazing. So, Tall Girl is on Netflix. Three Days the Condor is on Amazon Prime. So is Good Omens. And I don't know what's on Hulu these days. I'm just... I'm just waiting for, what, 19th of November when we can wrap it all together with Disney? Well, I, I think the the catch about Hulu not making, like, big drops right now is because it is owned by Disney mm-hmm. now. And Disney is basically putting everything behind Disney Plus right now. Right. As so, I mean, well they should. I mean, really, the biggest news to come from Hulu in a, a while was the fact that they were losing Seinfeld. Like, and that's not that's not news in the way that, like, you want to, you know... 
And Seinfeld is coming to Netflix, yes? Yes, or, because after they lost Friends in the Office, I, I think they needed a And a Parks guest. and Rec is leaving. Yep. See, again, those are my comfort food shows. I I listen to The Office when I'm driving. No, I don't watch it, but I listen to it. And I I will rewatch and re-listen to these things because I like them. Well, the, the thing about this, and I, I know that most people out there aren't in the same boat, um, back when DVD-like seasons were a big thing, like, I actually have every episode of The Office on DVD. But you would have, I have to physically put it in I the machine. I have every episode of Seinfeld. So, like, I mean, as much as it's more convenient to stream, if I if I really have to go watch something, doesn't, like, if I want to watch an episode of Star Trek, I don't have to get CBS All Access. I have them all on DVD. But, you know, sometimes just the thought of it, what I have to... Go get the disc, open it up, walk over here, put it in the player. Well, if you, okay, and I'm going to, this is, this is all kinds of first world. So, yes. so if you don't want to hear that, like you should pause or like click ahead, like about five minutes here. Um, I, I've got a, a 4k television and like, if I'm going to watch something on it, I want to see it in the highest possible mm-hmm. resolution. And the problem with internet speeds is they are not always up to keeping that at a constant like mm-hmm. streaming rate. Or sometimes it'll ask if it can drop it down to standard definition. And I'm like, what? No, I don't want to pay somebody to spit in my eyes. <laughs> what are you doing? No, we're not going to do that. So the great thing about like the 4K disc or like just a, a Blu-ray or a DVD in general I don't ever have to worry that like the internet slows down and it gets choppy or just stops and says like playback is unavailable right now. I, with a disc, I've always, I'm always going to have like the same, as long as you know, nobody scratches it up or, or anything like Mm -hmm. that. But uh, again, in in a roundabout way, those are all changing, but it doesn't matter because they're, they're already on my bookshelf. Mm -hmm. If, if, if Netflix shut down tomorrow and it owned the rights to all of those, um, I've st- I've still got them. I guess we go off the grid. The zombie apocalypse happens. Like I die because they're not manufacturing insulin anymore. But before I die because they're not manufacturing insulin, I'm going to watch all the Seinfeld that I can. <laughs> now I am glad Seinfeld is coming because my children are born streamers. Anna Grace doesn't recall this, but when she was a tiny tot in a high chair. Dinner would start with The Simpsons, followed by two episodes of Seinfeld, because back in the Dark Ages, we had to wait and see when it was on. I, I was, was going to say this was syndication. Yeah, okay. syndication. So she, I will never forget, one of the first books where she'd go, Homer, and it was a Simpsons book I had laying around. So she is ingrained with The Simpsons, and when I tried to get them into Seinfeld, I made the mistake of randomly picking an episode and not reading the title and had to it was, turn it off it because was contest, it was the contest. Okay. Yeah. Right. yeah. That's probably so, not. Yeah. Anyway. Un- unlike tall girl, which you can watch <laughs> with anybody there, there are some episodes of Seinfeld. You probably shouldn't watch with your kids unless you want to have a discussion. Yes. They after. asked me questions that were perfectly valid and I just wasn't up to it that day. No. No. However, now uh, I am thrilled that they will now kind of be forced into Seinfeld. 
and I hope it, it I hope it turns out well. But I mean, if you will look past Jerry's lack of style or like George it's Jerry style, George George Costanza's Costanzosity, like yes. he's I'm just saying like at least with the cast of Friends, like they, they were some very just pretty twenty somethings. Yes. Like the cast of Seinfeld, like. No They're one, no people. one has ever accused Michael Richards of being a sex symbol. Like exactly, um, and for that reason, much like with Friends, it was, it is a funny show. But you could see the picture and go, "Oh, I'd like to watch that because they're all very attractive." You see the picture on Seinfeld, and, and you're you, like, "What's the deal with these people?" I know. Why, why, why do I care? Why are they not attractive twenty-somethings? And so it's um. Maybe the Dingo H.O. baby. There's so much fun in Seinfeld that I'm annoyed when I'm in a parking garage with one of my children and I, I quote and it falls on deaf ears. If, and, and while we're talking about Seinfeld, um, if, you, if you're not a fan of Curb Your Enthusiasm, they actually did a reunion that You'll, you're never going to get like the, you know, they did a couple of like Return to Mayberry movies mm-hmm. yeah, or like yeah, a Green yeah, Acre awful. or whatever. Um, Seinfeld said that that's never going to happen. I will not do that. But they did one in the context of Curb Your Enthusiasm where they did do a reunion show. It You don't see it, but you get to see the behind the scenes. Oh, how fun. Of it. Like, and it's. It's funny, like it's kind of brilliant. It's a little bit meta, and honestly, it's better than whatever would have turned out there. So, if you need a the the finale for Seinfeld was kind of famously like yeah, lambasted, okay. yeah, right. did huge ratings, yeah, but like it was not beloved by no, most. You can't top the finale for the Bob Newhart show. Seek Newhart, out seek out the Newhart episode Newhart. of Curb Your Enthusiasm. That they shoot, and I'm doing quotation fingers, the reunion show. It's it's pretty interesting, and if you're a Seinfeld completionist, it's something that you would enjoy. And Larry David, who is the star and uh, co-create, or one of one of the guys on Curb Your Enthusiasm, actually co-created and wrote most of the episodes of Seinfeld. So it's it's only appropriate that it it went there as well. So when does Seinfeld come to Netflix? Um, whenever their deal with Hulu is, I, I want to say it's early 2020. Okay. I, I don't know the specific date, but it's, it, it's sometime soon. All right. Fabulous. And where's the office going again? I know, I know, but I don't it's remember. NBC Universal, whatever their thing is, mm-hmm. I think has tied that up. Okay. I don't even know if it has and a it, name And that's where yet. Parks and Rec is going as well? I think so. Is that where, th- is 30 Rock going to get pulled? That's another one of my go-tos. It it is an NBC property. I don't I don't know the original studio like that. That's at least the network it aired on. And I mean, Thirty Rock is also not as much of a a ratings pull or whatever whatever Netflix and yeah, Hulu and everybody call it. whatever you call that. It it's not a it, it's hysterical. It's brilliant and like it's one of my favorite shows. But like. Your your friends, your Seinfeld, like those were the bigger ratings draws yes. in their days. Thirty Rock was always on the cusp of getting canceled. It was never it was never without like an Emmy nomination or a critic just being like, "Why are you people not watching this?" But it was never like it never just had you know like ratings records or anything like that. It's just it's brilliant and beloved. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I want to go to there. Anyway, <laughs> I love that show so much. <laughs> I can just, anyway. <laughs> um, and, and it has and John Ham, And we have before. It has John Hamm in yeah. it. Uh, anyway. As a matter of fact, I saw a commercial, which is unusual for me, and it was her stupid boyfriend who kept calling her dummy, that guy. He was in the commercial. Oh, the one he does the uh, the insurance. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. Which is also where I recognize him from when I watch those commercials. And to jump back to Seinfeld, whenever I see Patrick Warburton, or whenever I hear Patrick Warburton, which is constantly, I always go putty, and only Jim knows what that means. It's like, hey, putty's on. Putty and the tick. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Anyway, good times. So, uh, tall girl, fine. Three Days of the Condor, amazing. Good Omens, fabulous. And that is your Binge or Cringe. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens. Binge or Cringe, starring Jane Ellen and Adam Cravens, is a Hinson Oakley Podcast Center production. Listen to new or past podcasts anytime at rock937online.com.